Sins of the Flesh A Good Omens Fic Written by Noodlefrog and read by Literarian Chapter 3 Limerick Ready? Crowley asked. I'm ready, Aziraphale assured him. He looked so happy in the moment, so calm and assured. Crowley wished he could take a picture of him like this. That soft smile, the blush on his cheeks, the fucking sock garters, that sky-blue dildo standing so proudly out of the o-ring in front of his silky knickers. There was no safe way to take a picture, of course. They couldn't risk leaving behind evidence. Crowley would just have to memorize the image instead. He did his best to take in information from all of his senses, to remember the smell of the cologne Aziraphale was wearing and the thump of the hearts inside their bodies. The lingering taste of angel on Crowley's tongue that persisted after they kissed. Most of all, though, Crowley wanted to touch... Aziraphale gasped and sighed as Crowley stroked his silicon cock, taking a bit of extra time to squeeze that thicker bulge in the middle of the shaft. The human at the shop he got it from told him it was designed for prostate stimulation, so he'd picked it up on the off chance Aziraphale might decide he wanted to be fucked with it. Knowing that he was the one who would be taking it instead, well, Crowley was already enjoying the way it filled out his hand. He was aching to find out how it would feel inside the tight canal of the sleeve he was possessing. Crowley lined his toy up with Aziraphale's tip to end and bit his lip in anticipation of the moment he could push it inside. He wanted to watch Aziraphale's face as he did it, so, with the end of the sleeve and the tip of the dildo about a micrometer apart, Crowley looked up again. Aziraphale was wincing slightly. Not like he was in a panic, not enough for Crowley to be genuinely worried, but enough that it was clear that there was something on his mind. Enough that Crowley paused what he was doing to wait for the angel to speak up. Everything all right? Crowley asked, laying a hand on Aziraphale's thigh. Sorry, sorry, I'm fine. I'm still wanting this, it's just... Aziraphale said, small creases of worry forming at the corners of his eyes. He seemed doubtful of his own words and blurted the rest of them out in a rush. I don't want to hurt you. Angel, you won't. I don't even know if you can, Crowley told him. And it was sweet, really. Aziraphale was the only other being that Crowley knew who cared if Crowley got hurt. 
but it was still a misplaced worry. I, well, if I'm being totally honest, pain tolerance wasn't one of the things I checked out when I was testing these toys yesterday. But since they are silicon, I'm thinking they're probably pretty hard to damage. You picked an enormous dildo, Aziraphale said, almost like he was tetchy about it, and gestured at the cock jutting out of the front of his knickers. And the sleeve with a very small hole. Crowley was only... Well, he wasn't human, so the expression didn't quite hold up. But he also wasn't capable of stopping himself from snickering at Aziraphale's choice of phrasing, even though he bit his lip to try to do just that. It's also a very stretchy hole, Crowley countered. Lubricant, Aziraphale said, nodding definitively. We should be fine if we use sufficient lubricant. Right, yeah, Crowley agreed, grinning as he leaned down over the edge of the bed to fish the bottle of lube out of the briefcase. He very nearly pulled out the other dildo in his haste, but realized at the last second that he was holding a testicle instead of the bottom of the bottle and so was able to drop it and go for the correct item. When he righted himself, he held up his prize in triumph and said aloud, Lube, as if it needed some additional confirmation. Make sure you use enough, Aziraphale said, his forehead creasing again. Aziraphale's anxieties were peeking through again. Aziraphale was worried. Aziraphale shouldn't be worried. Someone should fix that. Someone should make sure Aziraphale was having fun. Whatever passed for a brain in Crowley's head was in the process of shifting gears. The part that had been panting like a beast in heat for him to get on with it and get railed already was backing off, trembling with want in the background, while the delight and amuse Aziraphale cortex diverted all available power to emergency functions. The bit of his brain that kept a lookout for opportunities to make some mischief fired a signal or two, too, but it was always doing that. It never slept. Crowley flipped the cap of the bottle open and tilted it over. He hissed in a combination of shock and arousal as the first droplets of lubricant spilled inside the sleeve. It was cold and viscous and it dripped down all those little nubs running the length of the walls, pooling at the bottom and filling every last tiny crevice. Aziraphale watched Crowley as he kept pouring more and more lube inside the toy and Crowley watched as Aziraphale's expression shifted from concern to confusion. That that might be enough lubricant, Aziraphale said, his eyebrows creeping upwards. I have an idea, Crowley said, 
drizzling a looping flourish of lube on the outside, like he was trying to apply chocolate sauce to an ice cream cone. An idea of how to stain my sheets? Aziraphale asked, dubious. I'll miracle the sheets, Crowley promised, and tilted the mouth of the bottle up so no more would pour. I'll stop if you want, I just thought. Well, silicon is pretty clean, isn't it? Kind of sterile? I suppose, Aziraphale conceded. Right now, I can promise you that I am extremely wet from all of this, Crowley said, as if it were some casual thing, and shifted the way he knelt above Aziraphale's thigh so that his legs were spread just a touch further. Aziraphale's mouth parted ever so slightly, too, as he watched him. But this toy of mine can't get wet, nor can yours. I wondered if it might be fun to... I don't know, he shrugged. Get a little messy. I do like feeling how wet you get when you wear this kind of anatomy, Aziraphale mused. And if you promise to clean up the bedding afterwards, why, I couldn't possibly object to getting an opportunity to make a mess of you. Why, it's practically my duty to... Aziraphale bit his lip, pondering the phrasing. To see my enemy trembling before me. The way he said enemy sounded so fond, Crowley couldn't class it as anything other than a term of endearment. The angel reached out a hand to trail down Crowley's belly and over his mons, his touch feather light. Even still, the contact lit up Crowley's nerves like the sun lights the horizon at dawn. Aziraphale knew the effect he was having, clearly, because he was smiling as he teased two fingers between the lips of Crowley's cunt. He smiled and then parted his own lips in the perfect little pink O as he used those fingers to give Crowley a few maddeningly delicate strokes, gathering up some of the slick at his entrance and spreading it around. Playing with him, really. It wasn't a touch that seemed likely to last. Sure enough, Aziraphale was soon moving to pull his hand back and... and fuck, he was rubbing Crowley's clit. Briefly, though, just long enough to have Crowley's eyes fluttering closed. Then the bastard stopped touching Crowley altogether and licked his fingers clean. Had Crowley been a fraction less in control of his corporation's reactions, he probably would have squeezed the sleeve hard enough to shoot out all of the lube out of the end and hit himself in the face. Though that was an intriguing thought, too. The humans made toys that could ejaculate. Maybe if Aziraphale liked what they did tonight, 
the angel might like to possess one of those. Maybe he'd like painting Crowley up a bit, too. Do you like it? Crowley found himself asking, his voice rough with want. He wanted to reach out and take Aziraphale's hand, wanted to put it back where it had been. Instead, he curled his fists into balls at his sides, willing himself back under control. It's all for you. I've neglected you, my dear boy, Aziraphale said, stroking Crowley's hip with a thumb. Would you like me to touch you for a while? Crowley did want that, so much so that he was trembling with it. In hindsight, functionally doubling the amount of genitals he had might not have been a terribly effective idea on a night when he'd been trying to put his own arousal out of his mind. The end result was just that he was now having to try to ignore twice the normal amount of arousal. He'd wanted to focus on Aziraphale, on the angel's pleasure. His own was secondary, or at least it should be, but even still, Crowley wanted. It might help, you know, Aziraphale continued, his voice even and silky. His eyebrows, on the other hand, told a far less innocent story. You could help me get out of my head if I could focus on you for a bit. Fucking fuck. There was a reason why Aziraphale had been able to do his share of the work in the arrangement so well over the past millennium without getting either of them in trouble. That reason was that the angel was a bloody good tempter in his own right. Crowley felt his willpower crumbling. It lasted exactly as long as it took Aziraphale's hand to finish stroking his hip bone and move to pull away again, because then Crowley was leaning forward to chase his touch. You're too good at that, you know, Crowley said, smiling even as his body ached to be fucked. Where do you want me, angel? Right here, darling, Aziraphale told him, sitting up with his back supported by the headboard and the pillow. He patted the mattress between his legs. Wait, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'd hate for us to make a mess prematurely. If we angle your hips just so... The angel dragged one of the pillows from the head of the bed into the space between his legs and, after a moment of consideration, snapped his fingers to summon a fluffy white towel to drape over the top. Perfect. Now, if you'll just keep your lovely toy close by with the end tilted up. Crowley obeyed settling himself in front of Aziraphale with his bum on the pillow and, after securing himself another kiss from his angel, 
laid back and spread his legs. Put himself on display, all for the angel's pleasure and curiosity. He held the sleeve in his hand, laid lengthwise on his belly so that the end opened up just above his regular cunt. His first instinct was to make some sort of quip, but his words died in his throat when he saw how Aziraphale was looking at him. So indulgent, so eager. Crowley felt almost like he was some favorite first edition Aziraphale had taken upstairs to read in bed. Gorgeous creature, Aziraphale murmured, his hand stroking Crowley's inner thighs. Lubricant was dripping down from the end of the sleeve and onto Crowley's skin, and Aziraphale chased a droplet of it down with a fingertip. Oh, goodness, that's cold, isn't it? Is it uncomfortable for you? I could warm it for you, Crowley offered, then noticed the sly look on his angel's face. But just for my own sake? No, it's not uncomfortable at all. I imagine the temperature difference might be a curious experience, Aziraphale mused. He spread his hand across the whole region of Crowley's sex, his middle finger brushing the entrance to the toy as his thumb rubbed at the outside of Crowley's aching cunt. May I? Please, Crowley answered, and then he was gasping at the sensation of having Aziraphale's finger sink into both of his cunts at once. Oh, yes. Aziraphale pushed his thumb and finger deeper, then slowly pulled them out again. Crowley mourned the loss of contact immediately. Yes, this feels wonderful. Feeling you both places. You're so hot here, so alive and familiar he said, and slipped two fingers back into the live-wire clench of Crowley's body. Crowley rolled his hips at the touch, at the relief of feeling his angel inside him again. The next touch, he felt, was to the outside of the toy, a teasing pressure around the entrance to that tight little silicon hole from the fingers of Aziraphale's other hand, and Crowley found himself letting out some strangled noise of pleasure as Aziraphale pushed inside him there, too. All the while, Aziraphale kept speaking to him, his voice quiet and constant and almost reverent. It's less familiar here, and so cold. Aziraphale told him, rubbing the tender inside of Crowley's newest body part with all the gentle persistence of a sculptor. But I can feel you here, too, you know? You may not have blood here or skin, but I would know you anywhere. I could feel the very smallest thread of your presence and know it was you. Oh, fuck. 
Ah! Crowley cut himself off on a whimper as Aziraphale found a particularly devastating way of moving those fingers. He tried again, his words half lost amid ragged, shallow breaths. Angel, I... Any body, any shape, you know it. Uh, I know you, too. Crowley squeezed his eyes shut at the rush of sensation as Aziraphale began to finger him more intently. At first, he seemed so bloody curious about the whole thing, and Crowley felt like something of a science experiment though not exactly in a bad way. Here he was, splayed out and open in his angel's lap for his angel to pursue at his leisure. He was Aziraphale's to touch and to explore, there to be catalogued for his every sensation and reaction. He was here so that Aziraphale could discover how best to touch this new temporary anatomy of Crowley's that he had at his mercy. No, it was the opposite of a bad thing. Crowley fucking loved it. He'd let the angel take him apart and tinker with him any day. There was something so intensely satisfying about hearing Aziraphale make little noises of appreciation when he found a new way to make Crowley practically jackknife up off the bed. It felt a bit like being praised without having done any work, praised just for feeling good, which was a delicious feedback loop to find himself caught up in. It wasn't long before Aziraphale settled into a rhythm, one that alternated between Crowley's cunt and the textured stretch of his sleeve. Distracted as he was, Crowley couldn't say for sure if Aziraphale was changing up the timing or if the rhythm he'd picked was just complex enough to keep Crowley on edge. Just as soon as Crowley felt himself growing accustomed to one sensation, the angel would switch it up again. Aziraphale would start by pushing his fingers inside Crowley's body as deep as they'd go, before the width of his hand would bump against Crowley's entrance, leaving Crowley's scattered mind dreaming of what it would be like to feel the stretch of something more there. The angel would rub him there for a while, firm enough for each press to send pulses of arousal straight through Crowley's corporation, but, as always, Aziraphale only ever touched him with maddening gentleness. It was very much like a massage, pushing the tension out of Crowley's body in tiny, intoxicating pulses, and it made the lower half of Crowley's corporation feel like it was melting into a liquid. The amount of actual liquid in the vicinity certainly helped the illusion along. However, 
Aziraphale always had such an uncanny knack for figuring out when Crowley was getting close to a quick finish. He'd pull his fingers out of Crowley's cunt, hushing Crowley softly as he complained, and then push the fingers of his other hand deep inside the toy, loop dripping out in waves as Aziraphale pushed the sleeve back in on itself. It was obvious that Aziraphale was enjoying the stretch and give the silicon provided because he'd wait until the tight squeeze of the toy had swallowed him fully before spreading his fingers apart in a V. He'd work his fingertips around the silicon nubs reaching the walls of the sleeve, rubbing each one that he could reach before slotting himself between them. With each push and pull of Aziraphale's hands, and, to be honest, with each tightening of the death grip Crowley himself had on the base of the sleeve, more lubricant would drip from the end of the toy and slide down the overheated skin of his vulva, mixing with his own slick. It was a dizzying barrage of sensations, and all Crowley could focus on was the sight of Aziraphale's smug fucking smile swimming above him. Enjoying yourself? Crowley managed to ask, panting with the effort of concentrating enough to form words. Darling, Aziraphale said in turn, his voice far too sweet for the wicked way his hands were moving. I should be asking you that question. I'd... Oh. Crowley began, then cut himself off with another gasp. I'd think that much was pretty fucking obvious. Aziraphale clicked his tongue and pushed into the sleeve again, trapping it against Crowley's belly, rubbing the outside of the silicon against Crowley's clit, fucking Crowley with this new part of himself. I still have an ego, my dear. I'd like to hear you say it. If only it were that simple to say it, to say it, and let Aziraphale hear it. Crowley's brain was working at half speed, all intelligible thoughts reduced to an endless litany of fuck me, fuck me, please fuck me. There was no room there for witty euphemisms or jokes to distance them from the meaning of the act. All Crowley felt was boundless, hungry need, the most fundamental desire to be joined as closely to his angel as two beings could be, and he was helpless to do anything more than cover his mouth with his hands to keep the raw truth of it from spilling out between them. I want you, Crowley finally said. The words felt like they'd been choked out of him, three survivors out of millions left behind. They landed heavily on his tongue, weighed down by all the other words he couldn't say. 
I want you, Angel. I want to feel you. I love you, Crowley thought. The phrase echoing inside his head so loud he feared Aziraphale might hear it anyway somehow. I love you, and I want you to feel this too. Aziraphale paused, and it was almost like relief as the relentless pace of his fingers slowed and then stilled. Then the angel shifted on the bed and knelt between Crowley's legs, pressing kisses to the insides of his knees before he took the sleeve from Crowley's white-knuckled hands. It was the strangest fucking thing, feeling it leave his grip. Crowley was still fully connected to the toy, but there it was totally out of contact with any part of his physical body. It felt so very vulnerable to give a part of himself over like that, but it was in Aziraphale's hands now, so he didn't feel even the slightest trace of fear. Turn over, darling, Aziraphale said and kissed Crowley's lips. I don't think I can stop touching you, and I don't think it would be pleasant for you to have to sit on the sleeve either. Knees wobbling slightly, Crowley rolled over until his pelvis was on the pillow and his bum was up in the air. It wasn't until his skin was touching the towel again that he realized just how much fucking lube had dripped down over his mons and leaked onto his belly and thighs. Aziraphale's hands were glistening with it too. Could you hold this for me, beloved? Aziraphale asked, and the words sounded so fucking loaded, even to Crowley's dazed sensibilities. Beloved. Crowley was his beloved. Crowley felt blindly around himself until he realized Aziraphale hadn't meant for him to hold the sleeve with his hands. Aziraphale nudged the slippery length of the toy between Crowley's trembling thighs and then pressed his legs together, pinning it between Crowley's hips and the pillow where it wouldn't be crushed. To compensate for having to keep his knees closer together, Crowley dropped the front half of his body flat on the mattress, arms spread for balance. He felt so gloriously filthy like this, wet and dripping, and holding himself just so, all for the angel's pleasure. May I touch you now? Aziraphale asked him, polite as anything, even as his hands were ghosting over the slick skin at the back of Crowley's thighs. Please... Crowley said, feeling his mouth drag a bit on the sheets where his face was pressed against the mattress. He was already planning on miracling away the rest of the mess, so he supposed a little drool wouldn't hurt anything. Please, please, Angel, I... Oh, 
fuck? Aziraphale slipped his fingers back inside Crowley's cunt, and Crowley found himself pushing his hips back into the touch. He couldn't move around too much in this position, not without risking losing his grip on the sleeve between his thighs. It would have to be down to Aziraphale to move him, which was another deeply arousing thought. Then Aziraphale started rubbing Crowley's clit where it was bumped up against the sleeve, and thinking any specific thoughts at all became a monumental task. Crowley felt the tip of the dildo nudging up against the entrance of the sleeve, blunt and slick and cool, and he forced himself to stay very still. Aziraphale put his other hand on Crowley's hip as he pushed forward at a glacial speed. By the time the head of his angel's cock had stretched its way inside, Crowley was panting hard against the sheets. How does it feel? Aziraphale asked, his own voice trembling, rubbing circles into Crowley's hip with his thumb. Great, Crowley answered, the voice high-pitched and cracked. Really, really bloody great. You can move, though. It's allowed. Aziraphale laughed, quick and breathy, and he pushed into the base. Fuck, but the middle of that dildo was wide. That big bump in the middle of the shaft stretched the sleeve wider than Crowley suspected would have been comfortable in one of his usual orifices without quite a bit of preparation. Crowley's silicon anatomy, though, was designed to stretch and bend and take, and it swallowed the bulge and the rest of the dildo with ease. The little nubs lining the walls of the sleeve conformed to fit the curves of the toy, rubbing up against it with a lot more surface area than Crowley was used to being able to feel. Still more lubricant was pushed out, dripping down Crowley's clenched thighs. While he was still seated deep inside the sleeve, Aziraphale pulled his fingers free of Crowley's cunt and gathered up some of the spill, spreading it all over Crowley's clit and the outside of the sleeve, where the two would rub together. Finally, he teased his fingers back inside and began to slowly pump his hips. You fear? Aziraphale began and then gasped as the bulge in the toy pulled free again. He tried again, the sound of breathless, joyful laughter hinting at the edges of his words. I feel you. I can feel myself inside you, Crowley. Crowley squeezed his thighs tighter together, hoping the external pressure on the toy would register through to his angel's body. Feel you too, angel, he said, 
half the words lost on a groan. Aziraphale had been right earlier. The dildo was still, materially speaking, just a few ounces of blue silicon, but Crowley knew, felt, Aziraphale inside it. Inside him, inside Crowley himself. It was silicon on silicon, but it didn't matter. Neither of them was human, no matter what their corporations looked like. And really, what was a body but a place for a soul to learn how to feel? Crowley felt like laughing and weeping at the same time. They'd done it. They'd bloody figured it out. It wasn't flesh and it wasn't a sin and Crowley would know, seeing as he was something of an expert on the latter subject. It was nothing more or less than the two of them, making it work like they had since the beginning. With every push and pull, the widest part of that toy was stretching him wide and then releasing him, making Crowley experience that blessed fullness again and again. Each thrust dragged the outside of the sleeve against Crowley's clit, sparking and sharpening Crowley's pleasure into something that cut right to the core of him. All the while, Aziraphale's fingers worked inside Crowley's cunt until he was unable to do much more than pant into the spit-damp sheets under his face. Given that this was, oh fuck, the first time that Aziraphale had ever fucked Crowley with a cock that had feeling in it, Crowley wasn't surprised that the angel reached his peak quickly. It wasn't long before the rhythm of the angel's thrusts grew erratic. The dildo couldn't ejaculate, but Crowley felt Aziraphale's hips stutter, felt him push in deeper as he cried out. Then Aziraphale started apologizing. Sorry, I... it happened so soon. Aziraphale babbled, breathless and shaky, his hand rubbing nonsense shapes onto Crowley's back. I... I lost control. Do you have any idea how much of a turn-on that is? Crowley told him. His voice came out sounding surprisingly hoarse. He swallowed to try to make his throat cooperate again. To hear this is good enough for you that you lost control? Angel, you've been melting my brain all day. You think a bit of turnabout is going to make me upset? Well, I... Aziraphale began, sounding a bit uncertain. Then he paused. When he spoke again, he sounded more confident. No, no, I suppose it wouldn't. Good. Besides, one orgasm doesn't have to be the end, 
Crowley said, shifting his hips by a fraction to feel the drag of the dildo against the inside of the sleeve. It's only the end when we're done. I want, Aziraphale said, fingers quirking inside Crowley's cunt again. Tell me, Crowley hissed, squeezing down on the hard length of the toy with his thighs. I want to make you come, Aziraphale told him, no louder than a whisper. I want to keep touching you. I want to keep feeling you. Then touch me. Feel me. Fuck, ain't I love... Crowley stumbled over his words, flinching against the wet spot on the sheets beneath his mouth. I love feeling you inside me. Want to feel you in me when I come. He heard Aziraphale draw in a shuddering breath. I suppose one advantage of silicon is that I... Uh, that there's no need to wait until I get hard again, Aziraphale said, giving a short, shallow thrust. Do, do you have any requests? Preferences? Crowley closed his eyes huffed out a little laugh. <laughs> Put your back into it, he asked. Promise I'll tell you if something hurts, but if you're up for it. Aziraphale spread the palm of his hand between Crowley's shoulders to brace himself, pushing Crowley down flat against the bed and holding them both steady. He drew his hips back, and then snapped them forward again, making Crowley take the stretch of that white center bulge all at once. Crowley barely had a moment to catch his breath before Aziraphale was doing it again, faster the second time. He felt the mattress dipping a little beneath his knees with the force of each impact. All he could do was take it, that relentless push and stretch. The electric, erotic screaming of a tangle of nerves that had been mapped to a chunk of silicon literally built to be a plaything, an object used for someone else's pleasure. It felt like a victory to be able to wring his own pleasure from it, from the inside, and Crowley wondered, through the haze of lust in his mind, if Aziraphale felt the same way. Crowley didn't often pray, but it did happen sometimes in moments of intense feeling. Before he could stop himself, he directed a very pointed thought in the direction of a certain someone who had stopped listening to people like Crowley a long time ago. If you agreed with what they did to him, Crowley thought, the sentiment fierce and threaded through with a love that tasted a lot like fury then you shouldn't have made him clever enough to choose another way. He's too smart for them, and I think you know that. 
When Crowley's own climax hit him, it rolled through both his cunt and the sleeve with all the inexorable force of the tide, leaving him gasping and swearing into the sheets. He had no muscle control over the toy, so it did not squeeze down on Aziraphale's cock the same way Crowley's cunt pulsed around the angel's fingers. Still, pleasure zinged through the inside of each of those internal ridges and bumps, all of them singing as Aziraphale fucked him through it until the last of his trembling had faded. Overstimulated and panting, Crowley collapsed flat on the mattress, his body giving one last feeble twitch as Aziraphale's cock slid free. He set the sleeve aside for the moment and crawled back around to embrace his lover, stroking his cock until Aziraphale came a second time with a cry he muffled behind a hand. I think... Aziraphale said, once he'd gotten control of his breathing again. I think I might be done, for now at least, until next time. All right, Crowley told him, grinning at the mention of next time and kissed his angel on the cheek. There was lube everywhere, Crowley realized as soon as he had the wherewithal to realize much of anything. The towel he'd been sitting on was fucking soaked, as were those silky white knickers Aziraphale was wearing. Crowley wasn't sure if he'd actually squirted there at the end or not, but he wouldn't have been surprised. It felt like they were lying on a waterbed designed by someone who both fundamentally misunderstood the concept and also perhaps found dish sponges a bit sexy. He was a demon of his word, though, so Crowley gave a lazy snap and vanished all the lubricant, gruel and any other sundry fluids they'd flung around in the past hour or two. Aziraphale slipped the dildo out of the o-ring in the front of his harness. Crowley watched as he hesitated over it for a moment, then passed it to Crowley. Always one to veer in the direction of sappiness if given half a chance, Crowley kissed the tip of the dildo before slipping it and his sleeve back inside their slots in the foam lining of the briefcase. He let his possession of the silicon wane and end, stretching his true form's equivalent of shoulders until all of his being was tugged back into place inside his corporation proper. Once he felt that his connection was fully severed and the sleeve was once again inert, Crowley shut the lid of the briefcase and spun the combination lock. He settled himself back into Aziraphale's embrace, delighted to see that the angel reached out at once to hold him and resolved to start being a nuisance again. How did you enjoy your first go at angelic possession? 
Crowley asked, stretching like a cat as he reclined back into the pillows. Oh, please don't call it that, Aziraphel said, wrinkling his nose in mock offence and rising to the easy bait. Who needed a cigarette when you could bicker after a shag instead? Angels don't possess, we, we visit, we inhabit. It wasn't like I hopped inside some human's body. Not like that poor man you were telling me about, the one you commandeered in Nantucket. I was just doing my job, Angel. I'm a... Crowley paused, the ghost of an idea germinating in his brain. He took a moment to count the syllables and then slithered even closer to wrap Aziraphale in a tight hug. There would be an escape attempt... Crowley knew once the angel realized what was happening. I'm a snake of infernal profession. Aziraphale turned his head to look at Crowley, confused. What are you? And I did a sausage impression, Crowley said, throwing a leg over Aziraphale's waist to pin him down further. Is this some kind of... Aziraphale's eyes widened in horror as the penny finally dropped. I thought you said there wasn't going to be a limerick. Hearsay, I made no such claims. Crowley kissed the angel's cheek and continued speaking undeterred. When that man from Nantucket... No, no, stop! Aziraphale groaned, squeezing his eyes shut and making a face. He writhed ineffectively for freedom from Crowley's clutches. Woke up and yelled, fuck it! The best part of a limerick, in Crowley's expert opinion, was the pause right before the last line of the poem was delivered. If that pause were timed correctly... It allowed to the listener space to imagine what horrible phrase was about to be said next, what wretched stretch of a rhyme would be deployed to bring the whole awful thing to its end. Crowley milked this particular pause just long enough for Aziraphale to stop groaning under his breath. Only once the angel peeked open an eye to glare at him did Crowley plaster on a shit-eating grin and say the rest. And botched my demonic possession. Aziraphale rolled over on the bed, making a big show of ignoring Crowley. His mistake. It made him a great target for spooning, especially once the grumbling stopped. You are the worst, Aziraphale told him minutes later as he sank deeper into Crowley's arms. Flatterer, Crowley shot back, kissing the warm, salty skin behind the angel's ear. You never did tell me. Did you like it? Your limerick? 
Crowley, if I could, I would erase it from the cosmos this very moment. Aziraphale complained and then sighed for effect. <sighs> Except that I fear it may possess an evil power far greater than what I alone can overcome. Cheeky bastard. Crowley rolled his eyes, too blissed out to do anything but smile. You know what I meant. Did you have a nice visit to the inside of that dildo? Did you bring me back a postcard? Are you thinking of taking a wee bit of a holiday there next time the weather is pleasant? Aziraphale tensed slightly in his arms. Crowley rubbed the angel's shoulders until he found his voice and spoke. It's, uh... Aziraphale began. It's funny, actually, that you mention trying it again. Hmm? Crowley asked, interested. I don't have anything else on tonight. Could go again later if you want it. Spare another minor miracle for round two. Maybe try out some different toys if you were curious. A blush bloomed, fierce and red, on the back of Aziraphale's neck. It's... um... I... that's the thing. I may... I may have been a touch overzealous earlier, with the miracle I used to... well, to put a piece of myself in the silicon, as it were. There was a familiar tone in Aziraphale's voice then, that easy tell of a lie that the angel used when he hoped Crowley would pick up on what he really meant. Crowley's success rate on that front was fairly high, as he'd gotten very practiced over the years at figuring out when Aziraphale was saying one thing and wishing he could say another. Right now, though, he only had a suspicion about what the angel was trying to tell him. He'd need to confirm. Overzealous, Crowley repeated, in that same four-casual tone he'd used a million times before at times like this. I'm not sure what you mean. The miracle I used on mine has already worn off. All my nerves are right where they're supposed to be. Yes, that's... Aziraphale said, forcing that note of carefully constructed naivete in his voice even further. I'm afraid my miracle has not worn off. Dreadful inconvenience, really. Crowley felt his eyebrows climbing in surprise. Oh, so you're... He cut himself off before he could finish saying, You're keeping it then. Crowley cleared his throat and asked, <clears throat> What would you like to do about it? Aziraphale hummed, shimmying in Crowley's arms as he pondered how to answer. He turned to face Crowley. I'm not, I'm not quite decided yet. There is one thing I do know for sure, though. Hmm? I certainly can't keep it in the shop. 
Aziraphale said with a pointed flick of his eyes up to the ceiling. Right, yeah, I can... Crowley said, floundering for words. I can hold on to it for you. A delighted smile broke out across the angel's face. Would you, dear boy? It would be so terribly helpful. Sure, I'll just, um, I'll leave it in the case when we're, I mean, until you need it again. Oh, I'd never presume to tell you what to do when you're in the privacy of your own home, Aziraphale said, airy and light, as he brushed at a non-existent piece of lint on the sheets. As if he hadn't, hadn't just invited, as if he hadn't just seemingly bloody asked Crowley to use his actual, sensate, yet detached silicone penis like a sex toy whenever Crowley got the whim. Crowley opened and closed his mouth several times, until he realized that the noise he'd vaguely classified as a tea kettle softly squealing in another room was actually coming from inside his own throat. I, he began, did what? I'm just saying that it doesn't have to stay in the case. If you find something useful to do with it, that's your business, Aziraphale clarified, still airy. His cheeks were only slightly pink, whereas Crowley's face felt like it was doing its best attempt to melt off of his skull. A thought seemed to occur to the angel, though, and only then did the facade crack. Aziraphale cleared his throat and added, sounding a bit sheepish, Though I believe I might appreciate a telephone call first. I might drop something if I'm startled. Right, yeah, sure, Crowley said, incapable of saying anything less inane. I'll give you a ring and you can... Can what? Hurry up to bed? Tell any customers to get out before you start engaging in vigorous phone sex right on the floor of the shop. The more Crowley thought about it, though, the less it sounded shocking to him. It just started sounding really bloody clever, actually. Crowley had never even considered the possibility of doing something like this over distance. He felt thoroughly outfoxed, and he loved it. Besides, if heaven notices a bit of me is unaccounted for, Aziraphale continued, thoroughly ignoring Crowley's flailing, I'm sure they'd be thrilled to learn I was keeping an eye on the enemy. He put a finger to Crowley's lips to stop the ridiculous comment he knew was coming. It isn't really an eye, I know, but it is a sensory organ. I believe we've just finished thoroughly testing its capabilities of surveilling its uh, immediate surrounding. It counts. 
All Crowley could do upon hearing that was squeeze his beautiful, clever, devious angel tight against his chest and hold him while he laughed.